brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Oh, it is definitely uh, sippin' time today. Welcome to the Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. I'm sure that you won't have any issue going head-to-head today with the Yale Baroque Opera Project, or the YBOP, as they (laughs) present a production of Francesco Cavalli's mythological opera, La Calistio. We're losing listeners already. (laughs) You just lost me. What? Hold on. I nodded out for a minute. Yeah. You know, whatever we can do to entertain our audience here. No, that's entertaining. Hey, everybody. This is good old boy Mike. And joining me here on this episode today is good old boy Greg. Hey, Mike. And good old gal, Carrie Ann. Good morning. And good old boy, Harmeet. Howdy, y'all. Made man, Brent. It's a pleasure to be here. This basement looks really large today. Well, you know, we put up the Christmas lights just for you there, Brent. So, uh, Made man, Bob. I'm busy putting up the festivals, Paul. We'll come back to me later. <laughs> and made man, Maury. Good morning. Always a pleasure to be here with you clowns. Yep. Brent, uh, Mari, and Bob are joining us from the Bourbon Mafia. Brent, please take a moment tell us a little bit about the Bourbon Mafia for our audience. Okay, the Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization. Uh, we're composed of uh, bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. We have representation in eight states, and our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. Greg uh, has a blog called The Bourbon Door. Greg, why don't you tell us a little bit about your blog? Thank you, Mike. I started Bourbon Door back in 2009 as an extension of my personal passion for all things bourbon. Uh, Over time, my interest expanded into other world whiskeys, so now my thoughts cover multiple whiskey-related posts that include scotch, Irish, Japanese, Indian, and will soon branch out into rum. Uh, I'm also a cigar enthusiast, so a couple of posts cover that topic as well. Great. Thank you uh, for joining us. Carrie Ann has lots of inter- interesting things always going on on her blog, Straight Up 615. Carrie Ann, please tell our audience a little bit about your blog. And I know you have a lot of other things going on. I do. So, Straight Up 615, as the blog is on a small hiatus until I figure out what I'm doing, as I've just taken a big girl job. I am director of spirits for a Tennessee wholesaler, uh, creating a whole new book. So, I have now transitioned into getting paid for wandering around the country to drink whiskey. Nice. Well, great. Uh, so great to have everybody here. And uh, while our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee, we're going to get to discuss a lot of cool things because today is our favorite things for spirits for 2016. So really great show that we have uh, lined up. We're going to talk about our favorite whiskeys, some favorite new distilled spirit products for 2016. Possibly some of our favorite places actually enjoy 
uh, Distilled Spirits as well in 2016. Today's show is sponsored in part by Fine Spirits Wine and Liquor. You can find great products like these and sample fine products at the home of the Enomatic Machines. You can reach them at uh, www.facebook.com slash fine spirits. See, I actually concentrated on my diction there. I said enomatic, not enomatic. So I, I was uh, really impressed, and I wasn't going to say anything and point it out, but, you know, thank you. <laughs> I'm not going down that rabbit hole I'm, again. You, you'd teachable. almost think he went to school or something. Yeah, We had a know, whole I, show about, um, what was it? <laughs> It, Enemas because of you? <laughs> That's correct. The name of that episode was Enema and Whiskey. That is correct, yeah. I've, I've had well, some whiskeys that taste like enemas. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about any of those today. Another fabulous year for Distilled Spirits with bourbon taking a commanding dominance of shelf space again. Uh, a lot of new products and uh, major buzz. Our show today reflects uh, all of this as we consider some highlighted products discussed on Sip, Suds, and Smokes for favorites of 2016. And we're probably going to drift away from that list as well. Here are a few products we're going to get to cover on today's episode. Right off the bat, George T. Stagg, 2014. Glenn Grant, the 18. We're going to Jack Daniels, Rye. Highland Park, 18. Angels Envy Cast Strength, the 2014 version. Booker's Rye Limited Edition, Glengoyne 15, and Kings County Bottled and Bond are some of the products we're going to talk about today. I, I'm sorry, I, I have to interject here. There's a few products on here we didn't talk about on the show, man. What's going on here? I know. You throw in some ringers? Well, no, we just think that it's probably worthy to talk about some things that maybe we didn't get to on the show. That's I'm all, feeling so. cheated. Where's my samples? <laughs> Uh, let's see. I was thinking mm-hmm. earlier today, how can I make sure that Harmeet doesn't have everything to drink so that he can get yeah. through the episode correctly? Yeah, let's all so, just cry know. for the man who owns the liquor store that he doesn't have enough to drink. Okay. <laughs> There's things yeah. we can't get in Florida yeah. still. I think he was complaining, right? So, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Maury gets the honors of going over our SIPS ratings for today. Maury, why don't you uh, head out and cover those for us? Thank you, Mike. We'll be discussing these products and rating them with these SIPs ratings plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings now. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Always with the Indian. Always with the Indian. (laughs) Thank you, Harmeet. Two sips. Nice, but what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this a secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. And finally, five sips. Oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness. Yes. 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 I finally heard that sound in real life. It was the neighbors. I was going to say, it's coming through the wall next door, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. So this year we tasted and reviewed about 50 products for 2016. And by tasted, we mean 250 a show. But there is something here for everyone. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite shows from season four. Bottled in Bond. Uh, 
The Four Roses Show with Dan Gardner. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What an epic day that was. It wasn't even just an episode, was it? It, was, <laughs> it just lasted like, you know, like a six-hour drinking It was experience. an epic day. So Buffalo Trace, Jefferson's Wood Experiment, Few Spirits. Those are a few of the things we've covered this year. Yeah, My a fit. lot of uh, great uh, topics. Uh, any that stuck out with you guys that you really uh, you still enjoy uh, thinking about that episode this year? Oh, yeah, there were some great shows we had, but uh, my favorite was one of the worst whiskeys this year. Remember the uh, the one we did in the uh, the old brothel? What was it the, the name of that uh, the great bar we oh, went to yeah, in Sarasota? Oh, yeah, the Club. Gifted Horse Gator Show Club. that we did yeah. in, um, in uh, Sarasota, yeah. You just liked it because that crazy drunk woman that was wandering around the bar. The That's crazy drunk woman was, was Patty. the highlight of the show for yeah, Patty. Patty. Oh, my yeah. God. I wasn't even was there. there. Yeah. yeah, she even made the title of the show, Yo, yeah. Patty, We're Actually <laughs> Drinking Whiskey Over Here, was the name of that uh, episode, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, the, but, the, Well, there was also a gifted horse show we did there, too. That was just the worst. Sorry. Well, that was it. Yeah. That was the yeah. one. That was yeah. the no, one. No, there, there was, there was, no, we did two shows. We did two shows there in Sarasota. And I liked it because we actually got to sit down in the same room for once. Yeah, that was the Glenn Morangy show that yeah, we yeah. Uh, cut there as well, I think. Right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of uh, great things we've had out of uh, season four. Uh, Greg has a topic that he wanted to bring up. Yeah. <clears throat> so the... Um the trend on increased demand for whiskey is uh, generally rising, and I guess the question is, will this trend continue for 2017? And uh, I'll answer the question with the question, does the Pope wear a funny hat? So the short answer to both is yes, I think that trend will continue uh, since it's already happening. I don't have any industry stats to back up my claim, but simply anecdotal data based my own experience and how demand has changed my own purchasing habits, along with noticeable changes on labels on store shelves. Uh, gone are the days when I or any weekend enthusiast could walk into a liquor store and pick up a bottle of something special, say, I don't know, Happy Bay Winkle 15 for 36 bucks a bottle, uh, <laughs> or, any of the, or any of the B-Tac that sat on the shelves for months after release. Now we're faced with fighting like Black Friday shoppers over a Seth Rollins action figure. If you're looking for old Weller Antique, good luck. Just to illustrate, I was in a large liquor store in South Carolina not too far back, and guess what was sold out? Old Granddad 114. Oh, the guy's, Yep. The guy stocking the shelf said it was sold out in a day. So I was like, what was up with that? The reality is distilleries are increasing production. New warehousing is going up. And new distilleries are going live. So, for instance, the Bardstown Bourbon Company. And new product labels are being approved by TTB. So, interestingly, with the new, the new uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company, uh, this new mega distillery will compete with MGP, who has done contract distilling for years and will provide whiskey to non-distiller producers who are now struggling with stock availability. Another interesting dynamic, and I think this is going to be brought, uh, brought up in the next uh, topic, is that seconds. Constellation Brands jumps into the mix with a minority share of BBC as well as their recent purchase to High West. On the flip side, large established distilleries like Heaven Hill and Four Roses have reduced their contract distilling over the years and instead reverse, reserving stock for their existing labels or new product lines, which leaves a void to be filled by companies like BBC. Hmm. So, all right. So, I lied. I do have an interesting stat. In hey, uh, one second here, Greg. We'll be right back after this message. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Here 
iridescent dunes reflecting by the light of a rising glowing moon. Seashore mesmerizing, night breeze hypnotizing. We've come across these back roads none too soon. Look to the left, to the right. Keep your eyes on the road, my darling. Wondering if we're only passing through. Open roads and open windows. My hand is yours forever, sweet love. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's episode, we're going through our best of Sips products for 2016. Really uh, great discussion that we're having so far. And uh, Greg was going through a little bit about some of the impact of uh, looking at capacity in the bourbon industry. Greg, I'm sorry you got cut off. Why don't you uh, finish up what you were uh, sharing with our audience on some of the stats you ran into? Yeah, so one of the stats I thought was really interesting is in 2014, Scotch exports sank 7%. Uh, which was the biggest drop since 1998. And I'll uh, throw the question out there. Guess what filled that void? Anybody? <laughs> Bourbon. Bourbon. So the long answer Crystal is yes, meth. demand will increase into the new year. And let's not lose sight of the fact that prices are increasing rapidly. So stock up boys and girls. Prices mm-hmm. are increasing, and that's what killed, I think, the stock, uh, the scotch exports. But uh, if bourbon goes the way they're going, I think scotch will make a rebound. And but look what's happening to Booker's is going up to 100 bucks a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Back to crystal meth for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Teeth are Look, o- teeth are overrated. So. <laughs> Bob, everybody's you've got, got a three plan. left, and Bob. A, it's all right. And a you can still chew. So. Yeah. Well, I'm not from Alabama, so I still have some. Roll tide. Roll tide. <laughs> Just really, all of you had to go there. Just like mm-hmm. that. I can't believe that. <laughs> I married into this dude. I didn't know what football was. Uh huh. Yeah, that you're still doesn't know what football is. I don't believe that. So, uh, Bob wanted to talk a little bit about some of the trends for this year. Well, the big trend this year has been takeovers on a lot of levels. Uh, Bacardi completed their buyout of Angel's Envy. Uh, Constellation Brands swooped in and uh, grabbed High West. There was was a lot of competition for that that one. I mean, they went. It was originally advertised it was going for an auction, and I thought, well. It's an auction. What the hell? Maybe I'll bet on it. <laughs> you know, if nobody else shows <laughs> One up. One I'm the new guy. Uh, and to wrap up the year, Pernod Ricard is uh, buying Smooth Ambler. So uh, lots of brand acquisitions. Uh, what do you guys think of this trend? You know, is it likely to continue? Any other likely candidates that you see? Wow. Um, I don't know about likely, but I'm, I'm sure Four Roses is, is, is looking really good for people, right? No. Nah, I don't think they're, so. No, Too they're, big? No. I think they're set in stone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that would be a premium price. I can yeah. see some other. So the interesting part about this trend was uh, the acquisitions, especially of High West and of Smooth Ambler, were actually acquisitions of people that were actually not making their own distillate um, for the vast majority of their product line. They're actually in a in a transition right now between moving between source products primarily from mgp and onto some of their own distillate and 
there's some other candidates, you know, probably for this in the very near future. Carrie Ann's looking at me like, yes, there is Mike. Well, I mean, just on top of those, Constellation also pulled up to Tennessee and bought their stake in uh, Nelson's Greenbrier. And again, what's on the shelves right now not being theirs. So I think they're positioning themselves to pull into any craft distillery that starts to make a mark. Yeah. Well, and so... Constellation Brands also has a minority share in the Bardstown Bourbon Company as well. Yeah. So a uh, very uh, similar trend, you know, right there with uh, on uh, Nelson uh, Greenbrier as well. That So they have been purchasing their uh, juice from MGP uh, for a lot of their product line. Some of the ones recently I know that they finished off, I actually think was their own distillate. Um, are they at that point you're saying no? All right. So I thought I was off. Of course. But, uh, is anybody but, going for people, actual distillers? What about Corsair? Well, there you go. Uh, on the, and It's interesting because both uh, Nelson uh, Greenbrier as well as Corsair, they're in the same physical complex. They're all in mm-hmm. Marathon uh, Motor Works uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. And you can literally throw a stone from one distillery to the other um, where Corsair is at. Sounds like the hills where my grandfather's from. I just don't see Corsair fitting that particular mold because I think it would be very difficult to take some of that product line, uh, especially mainstream. outside the U.S. It's not mainstream. I, I th- yeah, it's not mainstream I think at all. Taking I things like Outrage. Corsair's doing yeah. what they want to do, how they want to do it, and I don't think they're going to have anybody tell them to do it differently. I, mm. Yeah, I don't see Derek basically selling out either. So, you know, um, but... Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting uh, looking at the landscape of how acquisitions may directly impact a lot of the products. Um, you know that you'll that you have seen, or maybe morphing into something else, as well as new products that may come around as a result of a lot of these uh, big big uh, chess piece moves. So we're still on the back end of seeing a lot of what happened out of Centauri uh, purchasing Beam. Um, <clears throat> so. I mean, I think that you'll see some interesting uh, moves, you know, as these acquisitions move along in time as well. It's going to be a new landscape for the craft distillers if they're opening to get acquired or if they're opening to stay true to Very true. Yeah. yeah, very yeah. true. You can't hug your ideal. You can't hug a mountain of cash. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what it all comes down to. It's, you know, there are some out there that... that you know, you just get that feeling. Hey, I'm going to do it my way, and this is the way that mm-hmm. I want to do it. And uh, yeah. and they're doing a good job, like um, 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 Westland, you know, or the guys we were just talking about, Corsair. But yeah, it's it's really hard to ignore that really long check. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you get an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, well, yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah, my favorite it. part. Is uh, you know, you uh, know, in India we invented say. the zero. The number zero came from India. And I like checks with lots of zeros in them. If you would like to buy my, buy my product. It's funny. Whenever all I look at him, the first zeros. thing I think of is a zero. Yeah. yeah, wow. Bastard. It's his, that's his new nickname, Mr. Zero. Yep. Mr. Zero. Well, yeah. I know that a bunch of you uh, have are anticipating talking about some of our best products for 2016. Let's leap right into that. Let's start off with Brent. What's your favorite product for 2016? Okay, well, we tasted a few different ones. So the one I picked was the George Stagg 2014. And this just is a standout. It's just a standout bourbon for me. I mean, I, I get, you, get a, 
you get the you get the high proof of it off right off the bat. You get a great nose from it, and this is a big boy product. I know it's it's like a it's like come to me, come to me, you know. My it's, death row bourbon. Yeah, it's it's good, you know. So uh, um, when you, uh, I'll be sure to put you on death row. Yeah, when you when you taste it, this today I got a Mexican a Mexican chocolate like a Mexican dark chocolate out of it. I got. You know, and uh, some vanilla and cinnamon, and it's still it's got that nice long, long burn. It's it's just it's just a great bourbon. If you put water in, you can avoid that burn. <laughs> just a little well, bit of water. Why would you want to do that? Why yeah, would you want to do I, that? I, I mean, it's I just a nice. To I want your logic. the long yeah. finish. I want that beautiful long mm. chocolate. This is a long, cinnamon. F- long finish, but, but without the beautiful. brick in the teeth, I want a little more subtlety, guys. Come no, on. this is <laughs> sassy water. You know, I never like to agree with Harmeet, but I think he's correct. You'd get a lot more complexity on the finish, and it's still equally long finish. Oh, this is a big boy bourbon here. Yeah. This is a nice one. Take your panties off and put on some big boy drawers and drink your bourbon. Right. So this happened to be a product that uh, we did review on uh, season four here on Sip Suds and Smokes. Um, the name of the, it was uh, Angels Envy. I can't remember the name of the episode. Anybody remember? Uh, but anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, I something mean, we about a glitch. The entire lineup uh, for Angels Envy, as well as I believe we had two cast strength products on that show. On the right one, we had three. Call that three. We yeah. did have three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thirteen, fourteen, so, and fifteen. Yeah. So what's going to be your sips rating on that? Uh, uh, my five. sips rating on this one is a uh, five. Woohoo! Where's that? Where's that uh, sound effect? Yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody somebody's missing on the board. Sorry. The, uh, oh my god! Bob, Bob had a Bob had a glass in his hand. He couldn't hit the board. <laughs> uh, Greg, I know you had a lot of great products for 2016 as well. What's your favorite? So this is me being a rebel and talking about something that should have been reviewed, and that is Jack Daniels Rye. Uh, So as many of you know, they celebrated their 150th anniversary this year, and leading up to that milestone, they've done some unique releases. Uh, They did the Cast Rank Bourbon in 2015, and then on the heels of that, they released a 94-proof whiskey in February of this year. Uh, The recipe is a 70-18-12% combination of rye, corn, and barley, which is their newest recipe in, oh, about a century. So uh, I think that's interesting. They jumped into rye 4A. Uh, This isn't super aged. It's about four years old based on when they started distilling. Uh, Shortly after they began distilling the rye, they released the whiskey unaged, so consumers could get acquainted with this new whiskey in its pure form. Then they did another release in 2014 called Rested Rye. So I chose to focus on this release uh, for a couple of factors. First, it's easily found. Second, it's a great younger rye that I find to be flavorful, well-rounded, and while the price point is a little high at about $60 here in Virginia, I think it's worth having on the bar. Uh, The Wari Whiskey has been making a comeback in recent years. The selections are still relatively small compared to bourbon. So I'm not easily impressed with standard off-the-shelf offerings, but this one impressed me. Plus, I'm glad that Jack Daniels jumped into the rye production. So the nose, soft rye character with a touch of marzipan. The entry was soft spices of clove and cinnamon up front with a little kick of oat around mid-palate. There's an underlying sweetness of moderate brown sugar and vanilla. The finish, I think this is where the whiskey shines. Finish is moderately long with entry flavors carrying through to the last. The barrel notes are in check and the whole way riding a layer of creamy baked spice. Overall, nice transitions. Historically, I've not been a fan of Jack Daniels, but I think this one is a winner and you can enjoy it today without too much trouble. Finally, keep in mind this is a single barrel expression and can vary accordingly. My sips rating is a four. Nice. 
Greg, I think Mike was having a seizure with his right arm over here. But um, I happen to agree with you on this one. I love that Jack Daniels rye. I don't enjoy the banana sposter on every one of their other products, but this one, I feel like it really shines. I don't get the bananas at all in this release. I think it's a nice deviation from what their normal product line offers. I, I think this is the best thing that Jack Daniels makes right now. And now Maury's going to huh. disagree with me. No, I, I love really? this product. I, I love the rye. Maury's I think a diehard Jack guy. Though. But I think they've done a great job with it. I think it's well-rounded, smooth transition. It comes in really nice with a slightly sweet entry, and then it's big and bold and spicy mid-palate. It's got a nice long finish, and it's. I think it's polished. I don't think it tastes young at all. I think it tastes mature. The rested rye I thought was young. I used to like that in cocktails quite a bit. I think this rye is relatively mature. I, I gotta disagree. I, I disagree with both of you because I think I like older rides. I think four years, which is, this is probably, we guessed this is the age on this one, a little bit younger. I'd like to see this at two more years. Hmm. Well, um, it'll be interesting, you know, as, uh, you know, Brown Foreman actually, you know, gets used to this in their product line, which is a very mature product line. I thought it was very interesting that they actually chose to do anything, you know, uh, outside basically Jack Daniels itself. Um, so for them to actually go with uh, something that was outside that taste profile, because they've really played around a whole lot with the Jack Daniels line. I mean, they've well, they've done Gentleman Jack, you know, they've uh, come out with uh, Masters Collections, the, the uh, Sinatra series, and the Masters Collection, and. Um, I was thinking they added one more thing to the product line. Cooper's year. Craft. Cooper's Craft that's came it. out. That's their that's their new one. Because that goes back to what Greg was talking about. Expansion, 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 right? I'm sorry. We had to bring a bucket over here to help Carrie Ann get through that moment. So <laughs> Cooper's yeah, yeah. I just have one thing to add to this Rye conversation is um, I with Straight Up Six One Five had the opportunity to sit down with Jeff and talk to him about the Rye as it was coming out. Uh. And he said very clearly a lot of people assume this is four years old because they were marking it by when the unaged and when the rested came out and that it's actually a little older than that. So I think we're already looking at probably a five to six year old product on the shelf. Okay, then it needs Carrie to be, Ann, then, then it needs right to be seven to eight years old. I'll tell no, you Carrie Ann's right on. It's closer to five or six years old. And it, it, uh, I, I don't, There's something missing for it for me. I mean, I like it, but I'm looking for a little more citrus. I don't know. Something. Well, Great pick, uh, Greg. I'm so glad uh, you know you enjoyed it this year. Harmeet, uh, why don't you swing around and talk about your favorite product for 2016? Let me just say, you bourbon geeks are freaking me out, man. What's wrong with scotch? <laughs> my my pick of the year was Highland Park 18, and I think it's just a gorgeous whiskey. I don't think it's the best whiskey I tasted this year because it's not on my unicorn list, but it's something you can get everywhere. Uh, not too expensive, under $100 usually. Um, F. Paul Picault picked it as the best spirit in the world back in 05 and then again in 2009. The color is gorgeous, burnished gold. It's bright. It's beautiful. The nose is rich. And oh, Excuse me, one second. One second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, ni that's nice. It's, it's made by floral. Vikings. What more do you made want? Made by Vikings, man. Where's, where's my music? Didn't you have the music for me? Like Immigrant yeah, song? Great, right? Another. <laughs> there you go. No, that's it's fine. Great. But the, I like it. Again? Yeah. Oh, nice. So it's <laughs> cocoa, old leather. I can get your Loki back if you want him. The Loki no. was good, but no, no. No, no more. <laughs> but I just this is just such a complex, beautiful whiskey with and without water. 
I mean, the the peat is very light. I mean, I'm a I love big peat whiskeys, but this is it's this subtle. is gorgeous and subtle yeah, and elegant. Dried fruit, sherry. There's a nuttiness on the finish. <clears throat> this is just a beautiful, creamy, full flavored scotch. Spices. It's it just goes on and on and on, just like me. I go on and on and on, and I gave it five sips. You're on American for picking a non-American whiskey. Oh my goodness! Yes! I, I may be American. By, I may be Indian by birth, but I became an American man. I am completely American, and I even miscegenated with one of your white women, and now I have a, a, an American girl. Roll Tide. Three years old, Monday. Woohoo! Yeah, I got, so, uh, I got to agree. The Highland Park 18 was, was really a stellar expression. Um, there's just, there's, there's nothing wrong with this. It's hitting it on all cylinders. Uh, like Harm said, I, I I enjoy peated whiskey. Uh, I enjoy you know an Octomore on occasion. That's but, just nuts. <laughs> but yeah, but you know you have to be in a mood for it. And I won't drink a heavily peated whiskey just sitting around the house. Maybe I'll have a sip. I, that's the last thing I'll ever pick. This I'll pick every time. I oh, mean, yeah. it's just it's so subtle. There are so many layers to this, and it just goes on and on and on in the palate. And it, 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 it's I mean, a, really an excellent whiskey. So, uh, I actually didn't, I was not on the uh, show uh, that you guys covered uh, all the Highland Park, but I did have all these products. I ended up taking it to a private tasting, and, you know, it was a kind of crowd of like six, eight people. We kind of went through the whole thing. We all agreed that this was the swan song moment for a lot of the Highland Park products. <clears throat> the, uh, the 15 that uh, was really, um, I think it was the 15 that was right before this. Is that right? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, it was uh, it was definitely getting there, but um, for bang for buck in that lineup, this was definitely uh, you know the highlighted choice. The other ones, uh, the ice and what was the other ones in the dark origins? Uh, yeah, the dark origins was really great, and I think probably for you know double the price point, we all agreed that the dark origins was our choice over the ice product, but definitely for bang for buck and really showing everything i thought the juice would actually give up the 18 i thought was a really great choice so fabulous choice there uh harmy well thank you yes i take all the credit for it the distiller had nothing to do uh there are other people that like scotch including moi so um mike's uh, good old boy mike's uh uh pick uh is uh coming up right here so last year listen I chose uh, Heaven Hill Select Stock, um, and it was actually the expression of the weeded in um, uh, cognac barrels for 36 months. Where is my sample? I want that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, the Select Stock? So, I've it was, been a fish in a cognac yeah. barrel for 36 months? Yeah, go in the other room, yeah. hang a right, go to the bar, a little squat bottle, help yourself. Oh, pardon there me. You so they actually changed this up this year. They actually uh, moved the uh, finish time down to 22 months. It's really still awesome, uh, but it's just not quite the same. Heaven Hill actually put another uh, product on the Select Stock uh, line, actually the Fire Anniversary they le- released on. Um, but we may have that on a future show. So, uh, you know, we really had a lot of great products on the show uh, that were amazing. I am actually going to venture off our products that we had on the show, and I've got something very cool to talk about that I had a private tasting back in June. 
<clears throat> so this will be very interesting. I call shenanigans. Uh, it must have been private. I didn't get any. Yeah. Yeah. Shenanigans. We'll talk about it in just a moment. But baby, the whole nation riding down this lover's avenue. As slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right. Keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through. Open roads and open windows, my hand is yours forever, sweet love. Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view. Hey, welcome back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. On today's episode, we're talking about our top picks for 2016. Good old boy Mike was going through uh, his top pick for 2016. That is his good old boy Mike. My top pick is going to be... I love it when you speak in the third person, Mike. It makes you very Yeah, well, you know, I could be both host and contributor. It's the first thing that happens to serial killers. They start talking about themselves in the third person. And then you know, the next I'm thing about you know. to name a scotch, so I would think Harmeet would be standing up and applauding already. Here. So puts the lotion it on is, its skin, or else it gets the hose again. It is going to be. Let him talk cl- about scotch, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> My top pick is the Glen Grant 18. Uh, it is a Speyside single malt scotch. So we actually didn't have this product on the show, and even then, it probably would have only been on the high end uh, unicorn show that we had this year. Um, this product also had what I thought was an unusual release date in May. Um, you know, there have been a lot of products that we've uh, we've seen them kind of go through a bit of some revamp uh, packaging and branding. Um, you've probably already seen Glenn Grant in a lot of different private bottlings, like Signatory carries many different years, including the coveted 25-year. Um, we've talked about how the landscape of independent bottlers can create confusion for the average consumer and for Glenn Grant, it's actually 27 different bottlers. And, you know, a lot of those bottlers carry like, you know, 18, 20 different, you know, varieties of Glenn Grant. So um, it's not unusual with, you know, a lot of this landscape for you to kind of, you know, not quite sure um, that you have the same thing. But this particular product, the Glenn Grant 18, is in their glass, meaning their bottle. And nobody else has uh, this particular product that I'm aware of. So. Um, so first off, uh, this is actually not the big brother of a very popular 12 year, uh, Glenn Grant, which frankly I loathe. It's a bit too sweet. Um, and I just, you know, never really found a lot of favor with it. The 18 actually gives up a lot of that sweetness. And the first thing that hits you is kind of this muted, uh, musty nose. Um, but it's very inviting. It's like somebody saying, come hither, you know, there's a little bit more beyond this. You'll catch up on hints of apple, honey. Some nut will actually kind of wash over your uh, the aroma. <clears throat> Take a good sip of this, and you'll go, wow, hmm, uh, that is not quite what I was smelling. Um, the thing that will hit you is um, I actually wrote down, it tastes like a Nilla wafer with nuts that's kind of dusted with a bit of cocoa and toffee. Um, now I'm just getting kind of this- angry you didn't send me some. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> 
<clears throat> so uh, it was just uh, this amazing experience. I just I actually remember where I was in the room uh, at this tasting, and I actually kind of walked over into a corner. I was like, I can I guess I can guess where he was in the you room. Belong in the corner for this one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is probably the best space side that I've had yeah. um, since my favorite, which is Gordon McPhail's uh, McCallan Space Side 1982 bottling just sublime yeah. i mean i just can't get enough of that um i'm probably down to my last two and a half ounces of that and i just stare at it all day long and go i can't finish that bottle I'm, i, 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 I have a bottle so. actually and uh now i'm not going to send it to you ah well there you go um you know i just really thought that i would never find a rich and complex space side once again and this particular bottling was everything you were absolutely looking for the only thing that sucks about this is it's in short supply um, with a lot of the switch over to this new packaging so um, but it can be found with a little bit of hunting and I think that as the popularity of this you know is going to pick up I think they'll probably release maybe more of the distillate for this my sips rating for the Glen Grant 18 is a solid 5 oh my yes! 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 I'm on their website now that's a beautiful new package I, I, I can't <clears throat> wait to get this on my shelves yeah and uh I uh, I couldn't. It was difficult for me to not talk it up too much and not and not let it just pass by our discussion for today. Bob, you're up for your favorite product for 2016. All right, hold on. Excuse me while I whip this out. Excuse <laughs> Wait, me while I'm sorry. I whip yeah, this out. You miss it? Yeah. This is almost a family show. Hang on a second. I've got to avert my eyes. I, I can't. He can never just hit the button once. He's always double clicking. No, because you don't ever listen the first time. So, uh, My product that I picked was uh, the Glen Goyne 15 uh, from a show that we just did recently. Is that three scotches in a row? Yep. It is. Oh How about that? Woo, you, yeah. You were I'm trying to help balance it out. You were complaining about it earlier. I can't believe that. So, But... Uh, you know, it's it it's it's a Glen Goins in Dumgoyne. It's it's a Highland Dumgoyne sort of gun with the Dumgoyne. Yeah, well, yeah, we're Dumgoyne. What do you want? Um, it's it's classified as a Highland, although I believe a couple of its Dunwich warehouses actually lie on the on the dividing line between Highland and Lowland. Um, but it's it's a, a lovely, the low highland high lowland. You know, it's a lovely, lovely scotch. Um, their water comes from the Glen Goyne burn. They, they they air dry their barley. They don't peat it. Um, they've been doing the same thing there for over a hundred years. They they bond the same sherry cast and the same family for over a hundred years. Low and slow, like good barbecue. You know, they don't add caramel coloring to it. They leave it the way that it needs to be. Um, you know, this one is a. Uh, What's the ABV on this? Forty-three uh, percent. Um, won a gold medal in the San Francisco World Spirits competition a couple of years ago. I think it's fifty uh, percent is refill, twenty percent is first fill sherry, and thirty percent is uh, first fill bourbon casks. It's got a great color, just a, a beautiful bright gold to it. Um, it's got a wonderful nose. I pick up uh, lemon and nuts on it. Um, it's oily. It's mouth coating. It's got a good long finish. Some nice citrus to it. Um, you know, just just an, an exceptional malt uh, for you know a, a really decent price. Um, give it a five. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 Really awesome product, and we're actually uh, tasting it uh, here as well. And uh, just a fabulous choice. And uh, I agree. Uh, three 
super solid uh, scotch choices, um, you know, that we've talked about. Let's keep moving right along uh, really quick, though. Uh, Carrie ends up next with her top product for 2016. This one, again, I don't think was reviewed this year. Should have been. Tisk tisk. So I'm going with Kings well, County. Well, I think, so this was not released when we did the Bottle and Bond show, uh, which was uh, yeah. this time last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah that, keep, I think I missed So whose I fault is that? Bond, yeah, so, whose yeah. fault was that? Yeah, okay. Right, yeah. So, there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this Blame is the brown guy. Mm-hmm. Bottled and Bond straight bourbon whiskey. It um, did come out in the spring of this year. So it's right at four years old when they pulled it. Um, this particular pull was from a 15-gallon uh, four-year-old bourbon. And I just really love what they're doing up there. Did, so, did um, you say 15-gallon? Go ahead. Would you say 15-gallon? What did you say? 15-gallon. So small should barrel. this be on the unicorn show? No. No, it was a small barrel. Yeah, very small barrel. So, so Kings County is doing um, filling all different sizes of barrels, and while they're kind of waiting for some of those larger barrels to age up, they're putting together smaller barrels. Um, this is a 15-gallon barrel that they aged to four years and pulled as a bottled and bond expression. And I think at 100 proof, um, that 15-gallon barrel really shines through and getting a lot of that leather and tobacco on the nose. And, you know, the finish to me has, is really long, and I love it. It's got a little cocoa on it. Mike's drinking it over there. I am, yeah. A lot of leather off this. My mouth is watering, waiting to get some. Where's our sample? I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing ever comes to Florida. You guys could just put that in the mail. Yeah, the Kings County doesn't come to yeah, Florida. Could you fax yeah. me a sample, perhaps? Less bitching, more talking. <laughs> more drinking. So... The things that they're doing up there, this is a 70% corn and 30% malted barley. That corn comes through super sweet. It's really mingling in that 15-gallon barrel at four years, and I'm giving this a solid four. Can't wait to see what they do at a 53-gallon. Huh. That's classified. Yeah, so uh, today is the first uh, chance I've had to enjoy this, and I will tell you, it's... uh really solid uh i think the thing that strikes me about this is the depth of character of this particular product um yeah leathery would be you know definitely the uh probably the first word that i would use and uh really a great lineup i've had you know a lot of the other king's county and uh i i think this is a, a wonderful addition uh to what they're going to offer so i look forward to seeing how other people react to this as We've, an asterisk, I represent this product in the tasting markets. <laughs> I'd like to see well, the we've been actually tasting the uh, Heaven Hill uh, White Label uh, Bottle and Bond right alongside this at the same time. And I actually like the Kings County better. Uh, so, uh, kudos. Really so, great. Wow. So That's how many impressive. bottles did they produce of this one that this you're... This was out of a 15-gallon barrel, so it was about 110, somewhere in that neighborhood. I know So I stand, I stand by my assertion March. this should be on the Unicorn Show. How are you going to find this stuff? Yeah. Well, well I have it. I think they'll check <laughs> it. Yeah. How about you send us some, down, some love to the Sunshine so State? Some love here, yeah. Wow, man. <laughs> well, let's keep moving right on along. Uh, Maury's up next. We're talking about his favorite product for 2016. Thanks, Mike. Well, I'm hearkening back to the uh, Angel's Envy show where we looked at uh, different years of the Angel Envy cask strength. 
And uh, I think in keeping with the spirit of the show, uh, the 2014 really just stood out as a, as a really all-around favorite. Uh, it's just got beautiful balance. It's got depth of flavor. It's got all the classic uh, flavors of bourbon. Nice long finish, balance, not a real lot of burn. And uh, I really just can't say enough good things about the Angel's Envy cask strength line in general. But the 2014, um, among the other years that we compared, really was a standout. And uh, with that, I give it a solid five sip rating. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 I see you have a bottle of 2014 there in front of you. May I? You may. Nice. Yeah, don't bogart the Angel's Envy. Well, and I'm catching myself now. So earlier uh, when Brent was talking about the GTS, I think I was talking about the Angel's Envy um, and intermixing the two. Actually, the George C. Stag 2014 was on the show that we did, uh, Guess My Age, out of the Bell's Cocktail House. Uh, I think that was one of the expressions of George C. Stag that we had. But yes, absolutely. We covered uh, all three of the cast strength uh, versions on the Angel's Envy cask show this year and uh, a lot of great discussion we really all loved uh, the cask uh, strength versions although there was a lot of disparity from one year to the next um, about uh, they definitely were not uh, all the same there were a lot of unique characteristics you know from one year to the next so um, I would say if you don't like one year don't write off the entire series no they, they um, vary itself. so much yeah, exactly every year correct. is every yeah, year you really do a box of chocolate you never know what you're gonna get yeah, yeah that, we actually have the 2015 uh, here in our studio today and um, it's uh, it's singing pretty good isn't it Carrie Ann I, I mean I I, I kind of liked it a lot um, and uh, I think it's it's definitely uh, different than the 2014. Carrie Ann's silence is deafening. The 2014 yeah. was I'm better. I'm gonna have to <laughs> refresh my memory. Yeah, she pours another dram first. Yeah, so. yeah, the 14's got the the caramel and the vanilla just really stick out for me on that one. You know, to, with to add into the flavors, it's uh, it's clearly my favorite of all of them. Even yeah. after trying this year's, one of the one products that really caught a lot of our attention. Um, was the Booker's Rye that was released uh, I don't know, summertime, I don't know, August, something like that. I can't believe one of us and, didn't do that one. I, that's a great product. I, I know. And, um, you know, uh, I remember almost probably the first three times, you know, that I had this. And, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Carrie Ann, uh, it does not come with a handle that you can chug it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, Chuck Challenge 16. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, the thing that I remember most people, uh, their reaction around the Booker's uh, ride this year was, and it was actually John, uh, good old boy John, was um, the one that I thought he really had a good way of describing this. This is a bourbon drinker's rye because it really is quite soft for most of the rye expressions that tend to have a lot of spice and they have a combination of a lot of heat and a lot of spice that you know maybe not you know for everybody i'm a weeder i will confess that you know that is my wheelhouse you know for and i really love this i thought it was very approachable and uh, a lot of people really love this it hit a lot of other short lists for 2016 and i didn't want it to just kind of cast by here i think probably the interesting conversation i've had more than anything is 
will Beam actually release this again? You know, in the very near future. Any uh, any takers on that question? Yeah, I don't know that they know the recipe for this. This was one of uh, this was Booker's recipe, and I don't know that Fred knows the recipe to uh, to recreate it. That's what I've heard. He oh, I heard it was a one-time thing. They sold it three hundred dollars. So uh, I know that uh, Harmeet's going to share with our audience a little bit about our good sipping zones. So last year we had some great nominees picked by our listeners, and let's give them a shout out: Multnomah Whiskey Library in Portland, Oregon; the Principal's Office in Colorado Springs, Colorado; Jack Rose Dining Saloon in Washington D.C.; and the Haymarket Whiskey Bar in Louisville, Kentucky. So. Jack Rose won last year. We just eked it out with this in the context because you got to give their barrel picks, you know, a huge shout out. So this year we're going to do it a little differently. We're changing it up, and what we're going to do is just have you guys name some good zipping zones, and we'll just post them. No contest. So just give us your list of places, and we'll put them online. So uh, well, here's our list for 2016 from our friends from uh, the Bourbon Review. We had a little help from them. There's Bell Cocktail House, Bell's Cocktail House in Lexington, Kentucky. That's where they recorded the Guess My Age episode, which I didn't get to be on, damn it. McCormick's Big Whiskey Grill in Tuckahoe, Virginia. Insert your own joke here, kids. Email to us. I want to hear the Tuckahoe jokes. Bar Stash, Fort Lauderdale, Fort uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where we are, right down in our own backyard. Hard Water in San Francisco, California, because we do love you guys on the West Coast, too. Mike, what do you got to say? Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes online on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show. On your phone, just search for Sip, Sud, Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Just tap on subscribe and boom, there all the episodes will be right there on your phone all the time. We love your feedback and you can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day. Our handle is at SipSudSmoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Join us there. You'll get a chance to interact with thousands of our fans uh, if you join us online. Do us a favor and take the time to send some feedback to this station or wherever you're listening to us. I definitely want to take the time to thank all of our hosts for joining us for today. We'll start off with Greg. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Thank you, Mike. I enjoyed it. And good old gal, Carrie Ann. Keep it in the middle of the limestone, y'all. Wow, I love that tagline. I like it. <laughs> she set the bar pretty high. Brent, go for it. I love spending time in the basement. Mm. <laughs> and good old, and main man, Bory. Thanks, Mike. It's been a pleasure. Always fun hanging out with you guys. And main man, Maury. I'm sorry, main man, Bob. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody's been drinking too much. I it's always, always that, that should be your tagline, Bob. <laughs> always, always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Good. I didn't forget anybody, did I? Nobody, the Indian. It's always the brown nobody. guy. You always forget the brown guy. He's, he's the guy who invented someone. zero, so he has nothing to say. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to chime yeah. in. Good old boy, Mar Harmi. Thank you. Yeah, sweetie. If I don't come home, search for my body in the bay. I'm, <laughs> ha- I'm hanging out with sure. all the made men. Well, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. this is good old boy Mike asking you to come back. Join us once again for a fabulous season five and keep on sipping.
This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs>